Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. Oh, and I am positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks who uh, bring you Lockdown Clippers five days a week. Only three days currently, though. Only three days currently, but next week we are coming at you just in time for Clippers preseason. Five days a week starts right back up again. So get hyped, Clips fans. It's, it's a fun hang. Episodes come out every morning uh, at 7 a.m. So we got we got your daily listen. Yeah, sorry I kind of took the wind out of your sails on that announcement. That's exciting stuff. <laughs> Ramping back up to five days a week, people. <laughs> yeah, he's like uh, <laughs> But today we're kicking things off with a what do you want to know Wednesday. Uh, every single Tuesday we've been putting a question out on Twitter. Uh, just kind of gauging what you want to know about the Clippers. What are your questions? Uh, and there's some great stuff, including the, the favorite recurring segment between oh, 213 Hoops and all other Clippers podcasts. And that is the cutest Clipper. So we got to get into that as well as some other uh, more game-focused questions. <laughs> and then in segment two, uh, so Sports Illustrated released the first part of its top 100. They always go from like 100 and do it in sections down to like one. Uh, but Avica Zubats was named the 99th best player oh, yeah. in the league. And then in shadings, uh, look, JJ Redick, former Clipper, announced his retirement today. We're going to talk about that. And <sighs> also, we're going to talk about the update, which is a lack of updates on the Ben Simmons situation. So all that and more coming up right about now. You are locked on Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so let's get straight into it. We mentioned it off the top. Ryan Snelling wants to know, he says, it's that time of year, cutest Clipper. Um, I'm sticking by my pick of Terrence Mann, which I believe was my pick last year. Um, a lot of people tweeted at us that we should have said Lou Williams. But which I, oh, I don't yeah. know, I guess that's fair. But uh, I think I gotta go Terrence Mann. I also don't he know what Ryan thinks, so I hope he responds to this episode. Yeah. Also, you can't peer pressure someone else into their cutest Clipper decision. It's twenty twenty one. Yeah, it's your. It, you can do yeah, you that's a personal decision. Uh, I gotta go. Oof. I I mean I still gotta stick to my guns, which is Paul George. But I think a, a new candidate has emerged. Who? Brandon Boston Jr. <laughs> he was dancing a bunch of fits in the tantrums. That was funny. Um, Ryan, let us know what you think. I'm sure we'll start some kind of flame war on Clippers Twitter. Um, courtside Clips has a roster construction question. They ask, your guys' opinion on the thought of cutting Amir to keep both Hartenstein and Giles. This team just seems way too wing-heavy for Amir to get time. Both those guys, in their opinion, seem like the kind you don't want to lose over coffee. All respect to Amir. So we talked about this a little bit on Monday's episode in the Freshies. We, we kind of talked about who could emerge in the rotation and sort of what this year were the Amir coffee minutes, which, you know, like averaged out to like a few minutes per game. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he, If I'm not mistaken, he didn't play in the G League that often. Uh, he had well, when like, he did, he was shooting. Yeah, when he did, which, he was shooting, but he had, he, he had like 44 games with the team. So yeah. the majority of the season, uh, he was at least on the bench. And... Look, I'm I'm still a little bit curious as to what Coffee's future could be with this team. Um, he's a little undersized to really like guard wings. We drafted uh, guys kind of like at his position too. Like it, yeah, <laughs> it can't feel yeah. good if you're a mere seeing that. Yeah, definitely. And 
I, I mean, like the shooting, the, the attempts have been there, but the efficiency, efficiency, <laughs> my efficiency, efficiency isn't there either. On. Yeah, uh, the efficiency really hasn't been there. And then I, I know that I keep hampering on this, but I was really unimpressed with what we saw with Amir from Summer League. I thought this was going to be a little year to show out. For sure. Uh, so I, I guess I am, I, if you can't tell already, I'm leaning sort of towards... <laughs> You know, maybe there is value to keeping uh, Hartenstein and, and Giles. Um, I think injury-wise it makes sense, right? Like, because we, I think it would be... Also, the Giles and Hartenstein contracts are like kind of prove-it deals right now. They're, they're not signed to long-term, so they'd have to cut coffee and then sign both those guys. But I think with Giles, like this... If Harten, if they like what they see from both these guys, you kind of... I feel like you have to take both because of the injury concerns with Giles. Because it's a very real thing. He just hasn't been available um and the wing heavy thing is is a good point i think it depends on what preseason basketball looks like which happens in like i think just a little like less than a week um which is awesome so i think it depends on preseason but you know tyler's not afraid to switch it up so i wouldn't be surprised if both these guys are on the roster um clips brando ask who do you think will be our spark plug off the bench with reggie jackson starting now i'll tell you who i want it to be uh and just based on money it's luke Kennard. I think it might be a little more Terrence Mann, but I think it kind of has to be Luke Kennard if if all things go well. Yeah, uh, it it has to be Luke Kennard, um, <laughs> and, we, and we've seen no him pressure. do it. Bef- <laughs> we've seen him do it before. Uh, it's just can he grow to doing it in a bigger type of you know role? And consistently, we need it every single game. Not I'm. We need it every game. I'm not saying it's going to happen every game because that's difficult. Then you're a very elite six man, but or seventh man, whatever he's going to end up being off the bench. But it, the consistency just has to be there. And the consistency from Ty Lue has to be there. It's a two-way yeah. street with this for sure. And then if they do end up moving Batum to the bench, I think he's also going to be the guy because he is just a huge momentum-shifting guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, on both ends of the floor, uh, you know, he'll get a block and, and like, the entire team is charged up or he'll mm-hmm. throw one down. And, like, it doesn't matter if you're down by, <laughs> yeah. you know, 15 or whatever. Uh, the whole team is going to get amped up. So I think that uh, if Batum ends up being in back in that bench role, he's definitely going to be that guy. He's definitely going to be sort of the the vocal vet uh, of that unit. But I'm hoping that I'm, I'm hoping that Luke Kennard I'm can just come so, out man. with the flamethrower, man. And we got to see what man can do because man might they're going to be kind of competing for that like second guy off the bench role, depending what the guard rotation shakes out like. Um, definitely. At Clipper fan here asks, uh, who do you think will be the biggest surprise this season, like Nico last year? Biggest surprise this season? I think in terms of like where his value seems to be around the NBA, I, I think it's got to be Eric Bledsoe, right? Oh, nice. uh, if, yeah. If the Clippers are going to have a successful season, it, it'll a little bit have to be um, just because, you know, right, missing yeah. Pat Bev uh, <laughs> is, is a big loss, especially in a season that you don't have Kawhi in. So, I think that Bledsoe can do it. I mean, he's definitely got the IQ for the game. I'm hoping he can be a little bit more engaged defensively. Um, yes. But look, this this is a guy who, you know, is two seasons removed from leading, you know, in back-to-back years, the best team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, I, you know, I think, I, I think that people are unrealistically low on him right now. Uh, he's a prime think- Clippers reclamation candidate, right? Like, he's, you know, like before Batum got here, 
I was part of the people who were like, I'm not sure what is left wrong. in the tank. I was wrong, but which I think was a fair take at the time. Um, but with Bledsoe, you're like, oh, you're not that, like you said, like there hasn't really been injury issues. We know what he can do when he's at his best, when he buys in. And I think Tyloo is going to get him to buy in. He's yeah. been the king of that so far. Um, I think when, it's it's hard with like Winslow because I think health is just holding him back. If he's healthy, he's going to look good and i think people will be surprised just because he's available you know what i mean but the ceiling like, is lower to me on yeah. on Winslow, even than like what batum was able to do last year and people were very low on him last year uh, yeah as well and i think the biggest surprise also luke canards in the running for that just circling back to luke because the, the it's kind of important um OG is Jordan. Oh, go ahead. What's going to be the switch of the Luke Kennard progress report this season? Is it going to be the Luke Kennard contract report or is Oof. he on Vorp Watch? I think he's going to be on segment. Vorp Watch. He's not on Vorp Watch. I think we're still going to do the progress. The progress report is like a thing now that people tweeted us about. So we got to do the oh, progress gonna- report. And Vorp Watch is definitely, he's definitely valuable of replacement. Vorp Watch is not for Luke Kennard, but I mean, hopefully not, uh, depending how the season goes. Um, OG Jordan 85 wants to know will PG get Blaked now that he narrated the new stadium video first of all fantastic question OG Jordan's 85 uh, hurt my heart a little bit <laughs> I don't think he will um, I think I think he's here for the long term but so it which, did make me laugh <laughs> which version of Blaked Blaked is in they're going to trade him away and he's going to be cursing in the in the tunnel about how many years he's given to this franchise or Blaked in the way where they're going to put him on a t-shirt with Albert Einstein and Martin Luther King Jr. I believe in a strange was, was graffiti it, style wasn't uh gandhi was on that too i, th- I think like, so yeah uh joseph Ryan ward who's actually going to come up later in this episode has that t-shirt which is sick um i don't know i don't cop. i don't want to think about anything related to blake griffin and, and paul george doing that because right now he's a clipper and uh you know season we'll revisit this at some point I guess. well can i just say this though too i mean he took this franchise further than anyone ever has before absolutely i, I kn- I know that we have the reputation for being sort of, you know, a, a shrewder Ruthless. front office yeah, sure. uh, in, in terms of, you know, dealing with players who have been part of the identity of the team and the, mm-hmm. like the fabric of the organization. But uh, I, I think that things are a little bit different right now. I think that, you know, with two right. superstars locked up long term, um, it, it's just a different outlook than it was uh than it was after chris left to be honest 100 um alex b asked is brandon boston ready to play the third spot off the bench <laughs> be eric bledsoe luke Kennard, brandon boston nick batum uh serge Ibaka. no <laughs> he is not he's not ahead of nick batum and serge Ibaka. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, luke Kennard's not ahead of nick batum and serge Ibaka either but no Brandon Boston, though, is definitely a, a name to watch in the like filling the void of like maybe those Amir Coffee minutes. Like, you know, right. maybe, you know, he doesn't get a whole lot of appearances. Uh, but I, I, I'm really curious just because of the guaranteed uh, money and, and the contract so far. Like, either is that's he on part Vorp of Watch or is he too that, young to be on Vorp Watch? He's too young. You can't right. do I feel like you can't no do a rookie. All right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, it's interesting. Uh, Spencer Van Buskirk, elite name, uh, is talking about the rookies. This is our last question for the segment. He said, out of our rookies, who do you think will get the most playing time at the start of the season? And we've talked about Brandon Boston Jr. recently on this pod kind of being the, you know, he had a good 
Summer League, preseason, we hope to see some flashes. We think he's kinda, physically, he looks like he's yeah. like healthy and ready. We think he's kind of top of the heap. But Mike Schmitz recently wrote an article uh, or contributed to an article that was kind of like rookies that will outperform their projections. And he was raving about Keon Johnson. Uh, he said, with guards Reggie Jackson, Eric Bledsoe, Terrence Mann, and Luke Kennard all ahead of him in the depth chart, I wouldn't expect Johnson to earn any rookie of the year votes this upcoming season. The fact that the Clippers snagged a talent like Johnson is larcenous. And he should evolve into a key contributor to a winning franchise thanks to his explosiveness, defensive tenacity, and untapped offensive upside. Playing alongside shot creators like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard bodes well for Johnson, who is an excellent cutter and shot, uh, excuse me, rebounder and straight line driver who needs time to tune his ball handling and shot creation. Regardless of what happens in year, year one, Johnson is almost certain to outperform his number 21 selection in time. So that was kind of more of a long-term take, but... I'm interested to see where the defense is at because summer league, there was kind of, I, I was whelmed by his defense. It was summer league. I know, but I had a bunch of time on my Come hands. Come on, um, that's not fair. You can't I'm give a defensive evaluation of like. over summer league. I'm excited to see what preseason looks like. Yeah, that's fair. So, I mean. And I'd put him second underneath Brandon Boston for who's probably going to get time. Yeah, A of all, I mean, just great, great wordsmith there by Mike Mike Schmitz. Oh, yeah. That was arsonist. Uh, yeah, uh, Mike <laughs> Schmitz. That's a that's a that's a great little uh, blurb. I I think that it's interesting. I like that he pointed out though, like offensive upside, because that's to Upside's me where a key I'm. Word. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm really having trouble with seeing him getting minutes over some of the other guys uh, that we kind of have on the bench. It just. I don't know. There was no sort of efficiency and it just really didn't seem to be there um, during summer league. But once again, it is summer league. So well, I'm willing to take another look. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, thank you everyone for your questions. We really appreciate it. You can send those into at locked on clips coming up. We're going to be talking the 99th best player in the NBA Evita Zubats, which might just be a new Clippers meme. But first will uh, tell me about cable TV and how I can watch it easier. Okay, all right. I know we're all familiar with this situation. You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. You've got another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. And you got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Don't forget, compatible device required content varies by package look now that i can watch some sports how can i just have a great time with some fantasy sports well you gotta check out sleeper uh in 2018 the fantasy experts at sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken games are being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week which is not a fun way to do it in 2020 sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball it's called game pick and it's only available on sleeper in Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of gave, games played between opponents. Uh, the days of losing because your opponent's players simply had more scheduled games to play in that week are over. The days of mindless busy work are over, and the days of giving up halfway through the season because of that busy work also 
over. It's fantastic. Whether you prefer redraft, keeper, or dynasty, Game Picks has you covered. Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code. If you play fantasy football, if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love Game Picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. All right, so we're back, and we're talking about Avica Zubats, the 99th best player in the league? Question this mark? Was, this was such a great thing to see kind of early in the morning. It was like, oh, who's number 100? Oh, the sixth man of the year, and they have Zubak ahead of him? Love it. <laughs> like, um, you know, the Athletic had Zoo in the top 125. He's now 99th, firmly top 100 uh, per SI. And they had some, I think they had a pretty fair blurb. Uh, Michael Shapiro wrote a pretty decent blurb about Zoo in Sports Illustrated. He said, outside of a three-point shot, Zubats checks every box necessary for a modern big. On offense, he's an expert offensive rebounder and a sturdy screener with soft hands as a role man. On defense, he's smart as a rotating big and he won't get bullied in the games by the game's biggest behemoths. Zubats is probably the least flashy player on our top 100 list, but don't let that detract from his value in Los Angeles. I agree with all of this, except for the soft hands part. So <laughs> I think we might have talked about this recently. I, I think the eye test to me, I like don't love his finishing. Looking at the actual numbers of him from like zero to three feet, it's actually much better uh, for sure. than I thought it was going to be. But there is still some room for improvement there. Definitely agreed. I love that he made the note about the screener because we talked about it so many times during the season. We'd be like, God damn, nobody sets the screen Dude. like Zoo. Yeah. You can tell that both like Kawhi and Paul George, almost everybody loves to have him as a pick and roll partner for that mm-hmm. exact reason. Uh, and I, I mean, I think the finishing has improved. I'm hoping maybe now with like two full seasons of unhurt hands, maybe my man is just going <laughs> to really turn a corner and just v- just be vacuuming up around the rim this season. That's a good call. I really think I love to like his passing out of the short roll was so good. Um, it was something that took a step. Doc really oversold where his passing was when he was the coach or maybe oversold how much he was actually going to use his passing. Um, I think but- it's the latter. That's fair. I, I think um, he has the eye, but I think it's definitely like a utilization thing. Yeah. And so we saw utilize a little bit more this season, which was awesome. Like you saw, you saw him finding guys in the corner. You saw him making the right reads. Um, and like you said, he said, everyone loves his screens. Like Kawhi has good chemistry with him, like immediately, which is awesome. And now he's going to get a grow it with Paul George. Um, I'm is zoo. And I mean this in a nice way because zoo is very good for the Clippers. I love that Michael Shapiro uh, said his value in Los Angeles specifically because his value for this team is very high. Um, and he's he's crucial for the Clippers kind of playing at their best for the most part. How close to Zoo is, is he at his ceiling? And I don't mean that in a bad way because he's very young. He's a highly contributing member to the Clippers. Like, what is Zoo's ceiling? And would it be bad if he's 80% of the way there now? Um, I certainly hope that I certainly hope that he's not at his ceiling yet. And I think I have some higher expectations for him just because in a season without Kawhi, this has to be like win by committee a little bit. Like everybody has to be a little bit better if they want to get as far as they did last season. For sure. And to me, Zoo, I mean, I think the talent is there like for him to be a double double guy. And in a season like this where he's likely going to have an increased role, that is going to be my expectation uh, for him to grow into like a double double guy. But like, are you saying like a 
light double double. We're not talking like night. We're not talking like sixteen and. 13. I'm talking a double double. I'm not ten and ten. I, I, bare minimum ten and ten. I'm fine with ten and ten. I think things are kind of weird if he gets up to like like seventeen and obviously I want the rebounds to be higher. We don't but need like the him points, to score that much with how yeah. many shooters we have. The, yeah. So his points are capped. So if he's above nine, if he's at nine point four or whatever, I'm fine with that. But he, I just, you know, what's he? He like? needs to be snagging ten boards a game. Period. Absolutely. No, that's the thing. Period. I think the rebounding is the thing that I'm I'm excited for this season. Uh, but I, I don't know in terms of like ceiling, I still think there are things he can improve on, uh, you know, defensively he is solid, but I think that he has a lot of issue sort of adjusting on the fly. I think that's why a lot of times in playoffs, um, you know, he does have issues and, and granted it's also sometimes not the best matchup. Like if you're running for sure, guard heavy pick and rolls like Adam, like it's, it's going to be difficult. Uh, you know, he's not going to guard well in isolation against like a Luca or something. If he gets left out on an Island. Um, but I do think like that there is an adaptability or, uh, like an, an IQ and awareness that is going to improve it. And I think we already have seen it improve. He was more valuable in the playoffs. He's gotten better every year. He's been on the clips. Like he was unplayable. The, the 18, 19 year, like in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And now he's, you know, not what are our predictions for other Clippers on this list? Uh, where's PG? PG? Yeah. PG is top five player in the league, buddy. We think that and know that. Where will Sports Illustrated put Paul George? Uh, I mean, if he's outside the top 10, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> I will be mad, too. I will not be surprised if they do him dirty like that, though. How low do you think they're going to put him? I bet they put him. I bet they put him. 14. 14? That's where I bet they put him. I don't want him to. Um, I don't want that at all. Kawhi, top three. Has I mean, be. does he get a ranking this season? I think he does. Do you still get a ranking in a season where you might not play? It's going to be like that season where Peyton Manning was hurt and then the culture is bad. They're like, who should go? Oh, should he get the MVP for not playing? Because we see how crazy his absence is. Uh, how many other Clippers are going to be on this spot? Where's Jay Scrub? They did the first 50. They got 49 <laughs> more. Where's Jay Scrub? In this next 49? Yeah, Jay Scrub is not on the radar. Uh, I'd be curious to see if Reggie Jackson gets a nod uh, or if Nick Batum finds himself back into the, the top 100 players. Do you think he'll maybe be? He'll probably be like 51. Yeah. Like he'd be pretty low on that. Um, this is interesting. I'm I'm nervous because I don't care about these things at all. But I, if they do Paul George dirty, the army of Paul George is going to be upset. Um, coming up, we're going to be talking JJ Redick announcing his retirement, as well as uh, no update at all on Ben Simmons. But it just seems a little more intense. And we're talking a trade idea from Joseph Fry Ward. But first, Will, talk to me about some food I could eat if I were hungry. If you're hungry, you got to check out Built Bar. Uh, It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. It has so many delicious flavors. There's truly something for everyone. What's really cool is when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the flavors, you're missing out. Let me just list them off here for you. You got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, ooh, Yummy. You know what my favorite flavor is? Hmm. It's got to be orange because it's aggressively uh, not liked by other people. And, you know, (laughs) I I like to be a bit of an antagonist. You're a built Bar hipster. 
Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, you don't really get it. It's the Trout Mask replica of Built Bars. Uh, but anyways, if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. And I keep going on about the flavor, but not only are Built Bars the best tasting, they're also healthy. Get a load of these macros. Each bar has 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four or five grams of sugar, and only four or five grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. And right now we have a very special offer for our listeners. If you order today, you can get the grasshopper cookie or the raspberry or the orange or whatever you like. Uh, did you know this? Built Bar is actually the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, which is pretty cool. So don't forget to check out Built.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 15% off your order. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off at built.com. Now that we're fed, it's satiated, only one thing to do, put some money down. Where can I do it online? You can do it at betonline.ag. Uh, whoa, it's the whoa, fastest what? and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Uh, right now, baseball, coming down to the wire, get some money in on these, these tense final regular season games. Basketball, just starting up, get your money in, get those futures in, take the over on the Clippers, win total, please. Uh, before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code LOCKEDON, all cap letters, one word, at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so we're back with shavings, which is just where we wrap up everything else. And kicking things off, we got to talk about a former Clipper. It's J.J. Redick. He announced his retirement today. Uh, there were rumors that he might be joining a team in the fall, and he was just kind of waiting things out. But he went ahead and made it official. Um, man, what what's J.J.'s legacy like for the Clippers? Beloved. He has, oh, absolutely. To, he has to be beloved. I talked about this. I was on uh, the Locked On Blue Devils uh, pod yesterday, and we were talking all the, the – the Clippers have had a bunch of Duke guys. But, yeah, I mean, Redick is absolutely beloved. He – it's also it made me feel old watching like watching all the watching the Lob City guys retire is going to be weird. Yeah, like it's going to be very weird. Um, but I mean, you know, the man he hit forty seven percent of his threes in, in 2015, 27. Like he was the perfect two guard for the Lob City Clippers. Like he showed up every night. He tried to hold people accountable <laughs> for like during the the parts of the chaos uh, with Lob City, but. No, man, he he's a guy who if he's when he was younger and when he was on the Clippers, if he wasn't on your team, you absolutely hated him because he looks like that kid who beat you and was a great shooter when you were in high school all the time. Um, but no, I'm I mean, it, it makes sense. He's retired. You know, he he couldn't really find the rhythm, you know, later in his career, which makes total sense. Like if your shot's not there for a guy like him, it's it's a little tough. But I don't know. Where is he in your pantheon? Like, is he one of your favorite Clippers ever? Um, it's interesting. I would say he's definitely like a beloved Clipper for sure. Um, I think part of it though, is just for like all of the off court stuff, uh, you know, like with the podcast and he's been like very vocal and he's had a lot of other members, 
uh, of the Lob City era kind of on the podcast and everything. And it's been like pretty illuminating as to actually like what things were like sort of behind the scenes that we didn't we didn't completely know about during the time. So it's like hard for me to separate that from the actual play because like from a play perspective, I mean, like he was really bad defensively, which doesn't help you in the playoffs. And like he kind of got game planned sometimes by defenses. But that's not his fault as much as it is like a doc thing and like a, you know, roster construction thing. So it's, you know, he's not he's like a tier three beloved, I guess, for me. Yeah, not like for sure. Very important Clipper um, helped Lob City get further than any Clipper team at the time had gotten. Um, But, you know, shout out JJ Redick for everything he did for the Clippers. Excited to see where where the podcasts go from here. He's got more time to focus on the podding, which is great. Um, Yeah. Hope he, hope he also, it was cool. He he mentioned he's excited to be kind of a full-time dad. So that's fantastic um, to see for, for the, uh, the Redick family. Um, Is he going to take down Joe Rogan? That would be sick. He's going to surpass him. He's going to be the biggest podcast. Dude, if JJ Reddick ended up becoming like the biggest podcaster, that'd be like how Olavo Condi is like a crazy successful fight, like, like investor now. Oh like, yeah. He's like good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Smart. Smart um, man. All right. Moving on to uh report ish type thing. Um, per Woj, the uh, Ben Simmons will not report for opening of training camp next week and intends to never play another game for the franchise. Simmons hasn't spoken to the team since a late August meeting when he communicated this message to Sixers officials. This isn't anything new, really. It's just kind of this is still happening. Um, but what does this do to this his trade value? They can't technically take any of his money until November um, because of the way, I don't know, the union works or something like that. Um, but if he just kicks it at home, this is just tanking his trade. Like, what if he's just like, I do not care. Like, so get my yeah. ass out of here. Yeah, it it's tough. I mean, I don't know how much lower his stock could really be after, you know, he he's another guy who like the collective NBA sphere, like really pretty much gave up on after last year's playoffs. But can, can we not forget about, you know, he, he was coached on a Doc Rivers team and, uh, he has been like in flux of a franchise. Uh, that being said, yeah, I, I mean, it's not helping anything uh, for him to just be like sitting at home. Like, I don't think the offers are getting any more enticing. And I, I but I don't know that it's can get much lower. I mean, we're really in a scenario right now where we're we're talking about offers of like John Wall for Ben Simmons. Like, that's where we're at from a value perspective. And when like a season ago or like when these talks first started, you know, we were hearing rumors of, you know, three or four firsts and a pick swap yeah. and, and like, and, like young and salary match. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I I mean, I it's not helping the value at all, but like if you were to be buying on Ben Simmons stock, I think now would be the time to buy because that baby is uh, that baby's rock bottom. Uh, Joseph Rye Award. I'm not sure if this could get this done, but Joseph Rye Award, we uh, wrote a little group text. He thinks that if the price, and I agree with him on this, if the price is Luke Kennard Bledsoe in the 2027 first from the Clippers, it'd be a no-brainer to do the trade. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm, you it, know, like, yeah, I'm 100 percent with it. It's all right. You're losing two guys. That's tough. But like the and the de- the defensive. I mean, this will not happen. Is the other part. Like, no. I do not think this will happen unless Ben Simmons like purposely does something insane on social media to get like canceled. So Philly like really has to like cut ties with him or something like that. Um, 
But no, this would be absurd. Like this, and Lawrence Frank would do this immediately. <laughs> the team yeah. would be defensively at full strength, unstoppable <laughs> with Ben Simmons, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and then I don't know, Zoo and Mook at the four and the five. It's just not, you're not, nothing is happening offensively for the other team. Yeah. Yeah. It get, I mean, the spacing gets a little goofy. And then oh, you yeah. have like, you got to run I mean, small ball and have Ben Simmons effectively play point center. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, I don't know. The space gets goofy. The idea, I think, is intriguing if that's the asking price. The idea um, is something that I think about if it's been like a slow day and maybe I have a couple beers. I'm like, oh, man, could you imagine Ben Simmons on the Clipper? <laughs> like, It's one of those thoughts where it's like not real. <laughs> you're just like an old man yelling at traffic. Like, does anyone give yeah. a shit about defense anymore? Yeah, exactly. I'm talking to the taco truck. I'm like, Do you guys, okay, you guys have heard of – Total rebounding percentage, right? <laughs> Let's break it down. Um, anything else in shavings before before we get out of here? No, nah, I think that'll about that'll about wrap her up. Uh, what can we look forward to on Friday's episode? Friday's episode, we're gonna do a love Mary quarantine. We do that every Friday where we rank something partially uh, related to the Clippers. And if we like, love it, want to marry it, just keep it away from us. Some unconventional lineup talk. We got a question about an unconventional lineup and we're going to talk about it on the Friday episode because Ty Lue is going to throw some weird stuff at us this year. Um, and then, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. Will, where can these fantastic people tell their friends to listen to us and maybe review if they want to? So you can check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. It works flawlessly. Look, if you feel so inclined uh, and you would leave a rating and review, you want to help the show out, it would help us out. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, you can only leave a rating and a review over <laughs> at iTunes or on the podcast app. Uh, regardless of where you listen. But hey, if you dig the show, it definitely would help us out. As we mentioned up top, we are still coming at you three days a week. But next week, mm -hmm. right next week, right? We are mm -hmm. ramping up to five days a week, 7 a.m. Pacific. We would love to have your listen. We absolutely would. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you. <laughs>